Welcome and thank you for engaging with us today. If you're hanging out with us during one of our live airings, one of our live broadcasts, thank you. We hope you're going to be vocal in the chat and let us know that this is speaking to you today because heck, that's, that's one of our hearts. So you're going to see our folks really excited about it. But if you're checking out today's content at a later date on demand, God's word is timeless. So we know it's going to speak to you today and we love to hear how that's making an impact in your life. My name is Travis. I'm one of the pastors here and I'm joined by our Elgin campus director, John. John, Pastor Brand is not up here, so let's tell everybody what the heck are they in for today? Oh man, absolutely. Hey, listen, if you're joining us today, you're in for a treat. What we're doing is we're taking, uh, honestly, one of the best series that I think we've ever done sure. here, uh, Pivot. And we are going to put a little tailspin on this thing, put a little bit of life application. Um, and we're just going to talk through some of the major points during Pastor's messages each week that he went through it. And we're just going to discuss a little bit. We're going to have a conversation and we're going to see um, how we can take our lives, the vision that we have for our lives, and make sure that it is aligned uh, with Jesus' heart and what he has for us. That's and, good. Uh, you've heard it from us, but uh, let's go to Pastor himself so we can make sure that we're all on the same page. From victim to victor. We have to learn to pivot from victim to victor. Now, it doesn't matter how life changes in our lives. Sometimes it's for the good, sometimes it's for the bad. But if we're not careful, we'll create this mentality in our lives and in our minds. And, and, and I've talked about this a lot because it's so life-changing. But we'll have this mentality that we're the victim. Here's the thing about a victim mentality. Victims have things happen to them. But catch this, when I pivot from victim to victor, I thought as a victim things happened to me. But now as a victor, I realize that hey, things happen for me. Did you grab that? Things aren't happening to me anymore. Things are happening for me. That is the mentality that Paul grasped as he had a relationship and an encounter with God the Father. In week one of Pivot, we talked about how we can fight from victory, not for victory. And I don't know if this is something you've picked up on recently in your life, but sometimes whenever we experience a squeeze or some pressure, we really find out what's inside of us. I know for me personally, uh, I love going to the gym, but whenever gyms were closed for COVID-19, I found, you know what, maybe I'm not the best at going to the gym all the time when I'm supposed to. Or maybe it's something actually way more serious than that. Perhaps whenever your job was furloughed or whenever you're home trying to teach your kids, you're realizing, man, there's uh, not inside me what I thought there was. And I think that we can all learn what's inside of us whenever we experience a squeeze. And in week one, Pastor really was diving into uh, a lot of the New Testament of our Bible, and he was teaching us how we can look at something as simple as an olive and how we see language used to describe how olive oil is extracted from an olive, and kind of we could lay that on top of not only our lives but the life of Jesus, that we could be pressed yeah. but not crushed, and that's what extracts what's inside of us. And it was probably my favorite takeaway and point from week one that pressure, when we experience pressure, it actually can produce something in our lives. And we can learn to love what we see when actually we're experiencing a squeeze. Yeah. And over this entire series, we followed Paul and 
a lot of different letters that he had wrote to multiple churches with a lot of different schools of thought on thing. And I wanted to lean into something found in Romans chapter 5. So we're still studying Paul, but it's a little different scripture than we talked about that week. In Romans chapter 5, Paul's talking to the church, and he's talking about what it looks like whenever we experience trials and tribulations, and we have obstacles and barriers in front of us. And he says that those pressures actually do produce something. He says that whenever we experience obstacles and pressure, that it produces patience inside of us, and it makes us have a greater understanding of what's happening in the world around us. And that patience will then produce character inside of us and now we're developing traits and we're developing virtues that are really going to help us see through these trying times that we're experiencing and that the ultimate thing our character is going to produce is hope yeah and we know from listening back to week one that our ultimate hope is found in jesus and jesus experienced the ultimate the ultimate pressing but not crushing whenever he resurrected three days later. And that gives us hope in our lives as we look back to week one of pivot that no matter what we're experiencing, we can truly pivot and know that, yeah, God is going to take opportunities to press us, but that, yeah. that pressing is to produce something. He's extracting something out of us. He's extracting patience and character out of us. And ultimately that we lean on the hope of the person of Jesus. So. I hope that everyone listening today can look back to week one and know that we can fight from victory. We don't have to fight for victory. Now, let's move on to week two of Pivot. Check out this clip on the screen. Well, in that moment, Paul and Silas were beaten. They were persecuted for what had happened and all this stuff. And so now what happens is, is they take them, they, they had cast the demon out, so they were doing what they needed to do. They were preaching the gospel, right? They were fulfilling the purpose and the plan. You ever felt like you were fulfilling a purpose and a plan in your life and all you faced was persecution? You're thrown in prison, difficulty comes. Can I tell you, if you feel like that today, you're in good company. The Apostle Paul was in the same situation. He was doing exactly what he was supposed to do, yet he was drugging the town center. He was made a spectacle of. He was beaten. He was flogged. And now, all of a sudden, he's thrown in prison, not just thrown in prison to sit there, but he was thrown in prison and shackled to a wall. Man, that's so good. Week two of Pivot was very, it was crucial for us to hear. Mm -hmm. And and, and I want to explain a little bit why. I want you to catch this. Paul and Silas, during this time, they were doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, they're walking through the town. This lady's following them, right, getting on their nerves. And first of all, let's, let's go ahead and address this. You a bad dude if you can just turn around and say, come out of her. <laughs> and it just leaves, and they just go back to doing what they were doing. Absolutely. You know? and, uh, I could just imagine being like, oh, my goodness, you know, what just happened? But, uh, man, what is so cool about this is – that they were doing what they were supposed to do. And listen, they suffered for that mm. regardless, right? They, that's the key point here is that just because you're doing what you're called to do or that you are in your season that God's got you at, it does not mean that you're not going to suffer wow, through it. Wow, that's good. Come on. You are. Because at the end of the day, we are called uh, to walk the path that Jesus has laid out for us. But it never says that it's going to be an easy path, That's good. you know. And so I think about this, and if you continue uh, in Acts uh, sixteen twenty seven, I believe, 
um, after this earthquake rippled through the sure. prison and the bars fell off, you know, typically back in those times, um, if a guard let a prisoner go, if they escaped, they essentially knew that was death for them. Mm. And so the guard was actually about to kill himself because he thought that all the prisoners had escaped. And um, you can hear Paul and Silas say, we're still here. Mm. And what ended up happening in this very moment is that they lead this guard to repentance. Mm. They led him to repentance right then and there when they could have just walked out and escaped. Number one, they pivoted. They pivoted their hearts to align themselves with what Jesus had them. That's good. And they were beaten with rods. Their clothes were torn off their flesh. They suffered, and they rejoiced in that suffering. And that is the importance of of being full of the Spirit. When you are Come pressed on. and you are full of what God has in you, there is absolutely nothing that will shake you from that. And even though you may be pressed and your back may be against the wall, what's in you is way too powerful Come to on. be crushed. And you will continue to drive that vision that Jesus has for your life. Hey, I hope you took a lot from that on week two. Let's move right in to week three, which is love. And let's see a clip from Pastor and what he has to say about this. Take a look. Jesus actually says it for us. In John chapter 13, Jesus is having this conversation with the disciples, and he's telling them, where I'm going, you cannot come. I'm going to the right hand of the Father. And then he says this, but what I'm going to leave with you is a new command that will change and transform the entire universe. And I need you, you, the ones that can't go with me, the ones that are staying behind, I need you to carry this one out this new ideology this new uh, a command and it's this love your neighbor and then Jesus makes this statement in verse 35 he says and you will be known by your love wow Jesus says I'm I gotta go I'm going to the right hand of the father and because I'm going to the right hand of the father you can't go with me so I'm leaving you behind because there's a legacy you need to leave and be known by. And it's a one four-letter word, and it's love. Listen to me. Church, believer, person that doesn't believe, I want you to hear me, and I want you to hear me well. Black person, white person, Hispanic person, person in America, person across the ocean, it doesn't matter. I want you to hear me. There is one thing that we will be known by, and it is how we love how well or how bad but we will be known by our love wow what an amazing clip and i wanted to show that clip specifically because that is the pinnacle of love right mm. there and that is that is part of the message part of the biggest uh that's that's one of the biggest messages that jesus was preaching was sure. love and that it literally says we will be known by our love so and good. you know i think about what's going on in today's world in today's society and you know and and honestly uh when pastor preached that message we were right dead in the center sure of what i would consider division uh hatred yeah um and th the fact is is no matter the skin color no matter where you come from no matter the shape or size we're Preach called that. to love people that is exactly what jesus did he loved Come on. people and i think about the first verse and it's in first corinthians 13 4 the first line it says love suffers long 
Mm, come on, you know, we're back to this suffering thing, right? Yeah. You know, it's like we can't really escape that. We're <laughs> Christians, can't we? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> you know, we we are called to suffer. Mm. It just it is what it is. We it says that we will be persecuted, right? And when we love people, when we truly love people, we're willing to go that distance for them. Come on, and man. I hope that you can see right in this moment, right now, where you're at. No matter what you're going through in your life. I hope you can see that when, when you decide to make, when you make the choice, because I also want to address this, love is a choice, mm. right? If I have an argument with my spouse, right, I, I, I don't just get to up and leave because I, I you know, I'm, I'm done with this now, right? right. I, I've made the decision to love her every single day. I've made the decision to love my kids every day. And when you put that in your heart, in your mind, that you are going to love no matter, the, no matter what, mm. and you are going to suffer for that, um, that is aligning with Jesus' mindset. That's, that is what his heart was, and that is how we pivot into real, deep love. And so I hope that helps you understand the heart behind this and how we can move forward and align ourselves and pivot straight into love, into the kind of love that That's Jesus good. had for us, into the kind of love that he died for. Mm. Hey, I hope week three really spoke to you, even in the recap. You know, we are called to love and I hope that you were able to take something from that. What we're going to do is move right in to week four, which is define it different. Let's see what our pastor Brandon has to say about that. I want to ask you this right off the bat. What are you defining your life and life circumstances and what you're going through in life right now? What's happening in the world right now? What are you defining it as? Because if you define it as just inconvenient, then you'll see it as a problem. But if I see it, if I define it as an awakening, then I'll see it as an opportunity to grow. Are you following me today? Look at somebody and say, define it different. In week four of this series, we talked about how we can pivot our lives to simply just define things differently. And we all know, listen, when we face hardships in our lives, we quickly learn where our limitations are. And I know you're, you're going to think of somebody whenever I say this, but I'm sure we've all heard the old adage that some people look at the glass half full and some people might look at the glass half empty. And you know, the funny thing is, is that the circumstances of that glass, that that you know, metaphorical glass doesn't change, but how we define what's in there yeah. is how we see either half empty or half full. Come on, preach. And how we define obstacles in our lives that we're going to face That's right. yeah. has everything to do with, like Pastor said, what we're going to use them for. Yeah. So when we encounter barriers and obstacles and challenges and things that really make us dig deep in our faith and they challenge us on all aspects. I know every parent right now who's had to help their kids with the last semester <laughs> yep. saying amen, right? That's right. We, we really get to make a pivot and say, hey, I can define this differently and I can use this for something, right? We can take the time to learn from our mistakes. We can take the time to pivot to actually make wrongs right. And we can pivot to learn to to find things differently and go, hey, maybe this is just an opportunity for me to rely much more on Jesus and God than I'm right. relying on ourself. Because, yeah. and Pastor talked about it in Second Corinthians uh, chapter 12 and verses 9 through 11. We get a really um, poignant look into the fact that in our personal weaknesses, man, that's where God really becomes strong. That's right. 
And John, you and I, we're in a life group together, and that wasn't a shameless plug to join one, but why not, right? <laughs> yeah. And we were studying uh, recently a story that takes place in Mark chapter 14. And I thought it was really appropriate to like think about that in light of this week about defining things differently and how we can pivot. In this story, we see, you know, Jesus is not too long from uh, being crucified and from being buried, and he's having a meal uh, at a house. And a lady described as Mary from Bethany, she shows up and she takes a costly jar of perfume and she breaks it and she pours it over and anoints Jesus. And and you and I talked about it. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, different sides to what Bible scholars believe yeah. maybe Mary did for a living because she had a, a jar of perfume that cost an entire year's wages. And yeah. some Bible scholars to believe that she actually could have been uh, a prostitute and aware that she was in such a, a, a lonely and um, just disparaging, disparaging position that she likely was actually selling herself to be able just to be able to survive. Right. And so when Mary breaks that perfume, that costly perfume that cost a year's wages, that's like you and I going to see Jesus at a dinner party and we give him the keys to a brand new car. That's right. You know, everyone in the room is very taken back to the fact that she just essentially in their eyes wasted a year's worth of salary. But in her eyes, it was defined differently. That's good. That's good. Perhaps she was somebody who made a living by selling herself. In that moment, she is breaking open something that maybe previously defined her. Wow. Because Bible scholars think, you know, an average lady doesn't have a year's worth of salary of Chanel, you know? And so they're thinking maybe this is maybe a way that she would essentially advertise what she does for a living. Yeah. And so some people define that as wasteful and they didn't really understand the heart behind Mary, but she knew she was breaking something and in a moment of weakness, she could lay that at the feet of Jesus, literally on the feet of Jesus, wow. and in him she could become strong. And preach that. So yeah. we hope you go take a look back to week four and we learn to define things differently. We are four weeks into the recap. So at this moment, let's move on to week five of Pivot. And now, just as he has his pivot in salvation, now he's going from, I no longer believe he's not the Messiah, but now I believe it so much that I have been crucified with him, and I no longer live, but him who lives within me, and he gave himself up for me. The pivot is phenomenal, but here's what he said, I crucify my flesh. We have to crucify our flesh because if we don't, we will begin to live in the current and sacrifice the kingdom. Man, what an amazing clip. And, and I really wanted to show that, to show the heart behind uh, this particular message. And uh, there was three points that Pastor walked through. Mm. It was crucify your flesh, walk in a worthy manner, and stop being a people pleaser, right? <laughs> and I love that. I love that. I even that's love good. that about Pastor Brandon. He, he yeah. is very to the point, you know, and that's good. We need that, you know, and it, because it helps us be uh, apply this in a practical yes. sense. And, uh, you know, so one thing that he said that really caught my attention, it wasn't in this clip, but if you go back and listen, uh, you'll be able to hear it in his message. Uh, he said that Saul built a name for himself, mm. but Paul built an identity in Christ. Come on. And there's a total difference between 
us making a name for us and us being found in Christ. Come on. And I wanted to bring up the three points that he walked through uh, because I want us to pay attention to the order that these were in. Crucify your flesh. Mm. Then walk in a worthy manner. Then stop being a people pleaser. <laughs> right? And the reason that I wanted to bring up the order is because it says crucify your flesh first. Mm. Right? And we can't really get to walk the other two out until wow. we crucify our flesh. The fact of the matter is that Jesus wants all of us. And until we are able to come to a point where we can say, you know what? I don't have it together. I don't know what I'm doing. I need you in my life to help me get through this. Until we can make the decision. And, that, and the great thing about this is, Pastor, is that it's, that's all it is. It's a decision mm. to say, you know what? I say yes to you. Come on. I say yes to yes. what you're going to give me. And when you do that, you're crucifying your flesh and you're saying, God, I don't have it all. I don't have it all together, but I'm trusting you um, to pull me through this. And so what I want us to catch here and what I want us to see is that our job, our only job is to pivot from our flesh and taking it to the cross. Mm. That's it. We're, crucify we're crucifying who we were so that we can build an identity into who he is. Come on. That's what we're here for, and that's what I hope that you're able to see today. Hey, I hope that this week has really brought you some inspiration. It's brought some value, and I hope that you've been able to take this and think about it from a different perspective. That's what we're here to do is hopefully bring a little bit of practical application uh, and so that you can begin to pivot your life and align yourself with Jesus' vision for you. And hey, if you have not taken your next step, and maybe you need to say yes to Jesus today. Maybe he's pulling on your heart and, on. and saying that you need him. All we want you to do, it's very simple. We just want you to send yes. It's a text to the number that's going to pop up on the screen. Simple yes. And we have a team member. We have pastors. We have people on standby right now ready to connect with you, to pray with you, and to get you the resources that you need to be able to walk out this amazing journey. And I want to explain this to God is timeless. He is. Uh, isn't that awesome? God is. is timeless. His salvation is timeless. His grace is timeless. And what we want to do is let you know that if you're watching this on demand, maybe this is a Tuesday, maybe it's a Thursday, a Friday, text the number and say yes when you're ready to make that decision because we have pastors on standby. We have team members on standby. We're ready to help. We're ready to walk you through that. So make sure you take that step if that's what you need to do today. Absolutely. You know, John, one of the tenets whenever like the original church first started was that they would actively like engage with the apostles teaching. And That's you right. and I know one of the greatest things we can do as a follower of Jesus, or even if we're kicking the tires, like you said, on putting him at the center of our lives is to be a learner. And that's a really easy way to grow our faith. And Very good, we yeah. want to let you know today that you can take the step of taking us up on a absolutely free right now media account. They had the largest database of just on-demand content that are going to help you develop your faith. And here's the cool thing. If you don't have one, we're going to give you that, that subscription absolutely free today. You're going to, yeah. Yeah, you're going to text the phrase. Awesome right now to the number 803-205-2487. You're gonna see that number on the screen. But here's the thing, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I did it before, I've already got that subscription. So what's in it for me today? How, how can I continue growing my faith? And 
you know I got them covered. John. Come on, throw it on, <laughs> throw it on. So whenever you log on today, you're going to see a dedicated study on the Apostle Paul, which this entire series was about and how Paul pivoted his life and how we continually will have to pivot ours. That's right. So we want you and your family to continue the conversation and to get plugged in and dive into that extra content so you can develop your faith today. But Pastor Brandon isn't here, so how about we in unison knock out the famous sign-off line of every message, the thing that we know we're called to do. Let's do it. On the count of three, you want to let's go change the world? I've been waiting on this my whole life. <laughs> All right, one, one two, two, three. Let's go change the world. <laughs>